Welcome to Baba Ed's Case Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we'll be continuing the book of Romans. I will be reading from the NIV, the International Version, just to make it simpler to understand. And we will be reading in chapter 6 of Romans, which is found in the New Testament. And before we get started, I always like to read why we can def depend on the Bible. And I got this from uh, Dr. Vodi Bakum. He's a great Bible teacher and speaker. And a wonderful preacher. And I got this from one of his videos. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other witnesses. 60 authors, 66 volumes of books, span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics. And that's why we can depend on the Bible. And some books uh, that would be good to have would be uh, Matthew Henry Concise Commentary on the Whole Bible and uh, The Complete Works of, of Flavius Josephus or Josephus. And he was a military and Jewish historian during the, uh, the early church. And also Man uh, Matthew Henry was a um, wonderful, uh, he was a great uh, scholar and he wrote, he finished this complete volumes. The original volumes were six, I believe. But, you know, of course, modern days we have the concise too. And, uh, but that was completed in 1706 and it's really fantastic. It's good to have. And also, uh, just to have something, uh, on hand. You can also find, uh, commentaries on BibleStudyTools.com. Uh, go to menu, go to study tools, go to commentaries, down to Matthew Henry commentary on the Bible complete. And that that will be a, a, a good little bit of help in all actuality. Alrighty, so let's begin in Romans chapter 6. And the topic for this section is dead to sin, alive in Christ. What shall we say then? Shall we go... On sinning so that grace may increase. Verse 2, by no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live, live in it any longer? Verse 3, or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Verse 4, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Verse 5, for if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Verse 6, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Verse 7, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Verse 8, now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Verse 9, for we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Verse 10, the death he died. He died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. There, verse 12, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you Obey its evil desires, verse 13. Do not offer any part of yourself 
to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been bought from brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument instrument of righteousness, verse 14, for sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. The, la uh, the last section of Romans chapter 6 is the topic is slaves to righteousness, verse 15. What then shall we say? Uh, shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means, verse 16. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey. Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Verse 17, but thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. Verse 18, you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Verse 19, I am using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations, just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to every increasing wickedness. So now, offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness. Verse 20, when you were a slave to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness for 21. What benefit did you reap at the time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. Verse 22, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And this completes this section of the Bible part of Romans chapter 6. Okay. Now I'm switching to Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible. And I will be reading in chapter 6 here. And let's get the uh, uh, the of the outline of what we're about to read. Number one, Paul proves the great doctrine of justification by faith, verses 1 through 23. Believers must die to sin and live to God, verses 1 through 2. This is urged by their Christian baptism the, and union with Christ, verses 3 to 10. They are made alive to God, verses 11 to 15, and are freed from the dominion of sin, verses 16 to 20. The end of sin is death and of holiness everlasting life, verses 21 and 23. Um, and beginning in chapter 6, verse 1, the apostle is very full in pressing the necessity of holiness. He does not explain away the free grace of the gospel, but he shows the justification and holiness are inseparable. Let the thought be abhorred of continuing in sin that grace may abound. True believers are dead to sin, and therefore they ought not to follow it. No man can at the same time be both dead and alive. He is a fool who desiring to be dead unto sin thinks he may live in it. Uh, Romans chapter 6 verse 3 to 10. And, and this is in the Matthew Henry's concise commentary. Baptism teaches the necessity of dying to sin and being as it were buried from all ungodliness and unholy pursuits and of rising to walk with God in newness of life. Unholy professors may have 
the outward sign of death unto sin and a new birth unto righteousness, but they never pass from the family of Satan to that of God. The corrupt nature called the old man because derived from our first father, Adam, is crucified with Christ. In every true believer, by the grace derived from the cross, it is weakened and in a dying state, though it yet struggles for life and even for victory. But the whole body of sin, whatever is not according to the holy law of God, must be done away so that the believer may no more be the slave of sin, but live to God and find happiness in his service. Romans chapter 6, verse 11 through 15, the Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary. The strongest motives against sin and to enforce holiness are here stated, being made free from the reign of sin, alive unto God, and having the prospect of eternal life. It becomes believers to be great, greatly concerned to advance thereto, but as unholy lust are not quite rooted out in this life. It must be the care of the Christian to resist their emotions, earnestly striving against them so that through divine grace they may not prevail in the moral state. Let the thought that this state will be soon at an end encourage the true Christian as to the motions of lust which so often perplexed and distressed him. Let us present all our powers to God as weapons and tools ready for the warfare and work of righteousness in his service. This is strength in the covenant of grace for us. Sin shall not have dominion. God's promises to us are not power, powerful and effectual for mortifying sin. Then our promises to God. Sin may struggle in a real believer and create him a great deal of trouble, but it shall not have dominion. It may vex him, but it shall not rule over him. Shall any take occasion from the encouraging doctrine to allow themselves in the practice of any sin away with such abominable thoughts, so contrary to the perfections of God and the design of his gospel, so opposed to being under grace, what can be a stronger motive against sin than the love of Christ? Shall we sin again so much goodness and such love? Chapter Romans chapter 6, verse 16 to 20, Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary. Every man is the servant of the master to whose commands he yields himself, whether it be the sinful dispositions of his heart and actions which lead to death, or the new and spiritual obedience implanted by regeneration. The apostle rejoiced now that they obeyed from the heart of the gospel into which they were delivered as into a mold, as the same metal becomes a new vessel when melted and recast in another mold, so too, I mean, so the believer has become a new creature, and there is great difference in the liberty of mind and spirit, so opposite to the state of slavery, which the true Christian has in the service of his rightful Lord, whom he is enabled to consider as his father and himself as his son and heir by the adoption of grace, that the dominion of sin consists in being willingly slaves thereto, not in being harassed by it as a hated power struggling for victory. Those who now are the servants of God once were slaves of sin. And continue in... Romans chapter 6, verse 20 and 23 in the Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary. The pleasure and profit of sin do not deserve to be called fruit. Sinners are but pluffing iniquity, sowing vanity, and reaping the same. Shame came into the world with sin, and it is still certain effect of it. The end of sin is death, though the way may seem 
pleasant and inviting, yet it will be bitterness in the latter end. From the condemnation, the believer is set at liberty when made free from sin. In the fruit is unto holiness, there is an active principle of true and growing grace. The end will be everlasting life, a very happy end. Though the way is uphill, though it is narrow, thorny, and beset, yet everlasting life at the end of it is sure. The gift of God is eternal life, and this gift is through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ purchases it, prepared it, prepares us for it, preserves us to it. He is the all in all in our salvation. And that ends that part of... Um, Romans chapter 6 from the Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary on the whole Bible. Now, let me give you a few scripture to go with it. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, the ESV. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexual, immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Therefore, that's why we need Christ. And you say, but... Um... So you may say, well, what else? Why, why else do we need Christ? Well, let me give you some salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, King James Verse, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth on the righteous, with the mouth confesseth myth salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version, for whosoever shall call upon the name of to be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Okay, let me just give you a few of the commandments so you'll know why. And we only have to break one of God's commandments. He has ten main commandments, and we only have to break one to be guilty of all. So, um, have you ever lied? Have you ever, you know, tried out to hurt somebody's feelings and said something that was, you know, not what was on your mind? Or um, you're trying to get out of a tough situation, and so you just, uh, you just tell a fake story? Um, or, you know, just lying to someone just to get out of a mess or whatever. Well, what do you call someone that lies? The liar, right? So, but we look at it as no big deal. Uh, because to us, sin is nothing. But to God, remember, God is holy, mighty, righteous, and is the judge of the universe. And he holds these standards way, 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 way up high. So his standards are way high and ours are real low. We accept sin like it's no big deal. Have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, you've already committed adultery. So this one would be uh, the seventh commandment. And lying would be the ninth commandment. You shall not bear false witness. That's, that's only two. Um, have you ever borrowed anything and not bring it back or... You know, like took a pen or a paper clip or whatever. It doesn't matter how much it's worth. But you took something and didn't return it, right? Or, or you just blatantly just stole something and took it, whatever. 
and it don't matter how long ago it was or child or whatever. So what do you call someone who steals? A thief. So, so, so far that means we're, um, uh, we're lying, adulterous thief, and that's only three. And you only had to break one of them one time. That's it. That's how it works. That's why we need Jesus Christ. God sent Jesus to be the one-time sacrifice. And that's why we need Christ. Uh, because we are guilty. We all think, you know, we're all self-righteous and think we're all that in a bag of chips, and we're not. We're all guilty of sin. We've all broken God's moral laws. According to the Bible in Old Testament, is we're like we're like filthy rags. And that's why we need Christ. So I would I would love to advise you to to realize that we've all broken God's moral laws, the Ten Commandments, therefore we're guilty. Right? So if God was to judge you judge us by by his moral laws, we would be uh, we would be innocent or guilty, we would be guilty. Heaven or hell, it would be hell. And that's why we're out here telling people about Christ. So I would recommend that you humbly, realizing that you've broken God's moral law, come with a sorrowful contrite heart, ask God for forgiveness, this is called repentance, and then put your trust in Christ alone. Just like if you're in a plane about to crash and somebody gave you a, a parachute, that parachute is going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come. And that's why we need God. So I would would advise you to repent if you haven't. You know, And it's always good to repent on a regular basis because we all mess up all the time. But I mean, as far as, you know, uh, uh, you can feel God if he's drawing you. And if you have a conviction in your heart, that's God drawing you. You know, so so once you come to Christ, then you turn repentance means turning from sin, not to keep going back. We may like in our striving to do what's right, we may fail. So you just ask God for forgiveness to get up and keep going. But we need to start reading the Bible daily without fail and do what it says. Find a good Bible believing teaching church to help you along. Um, and I'm going to give you some resources that'll help you. And help you understand what a good church is. Okay, resources. Dr. Vody Bakum. All this you can find on YouTube and on their websites. Dr. Vody Bakum. And you, for his website, you can go to um, search it and put in Vody Bakum Ministries and it'll pop it up. Living Waters of Great Comfort, livingwaters.com, R.C. Sproul, Ligonere Ministries, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, AnswersinGenesis.org, Wild Builders with David Barton, wildbuilders.com. He teaches on mostly American uh, Christian history, but he, but, but uh, a lot of um, Christian history around the world, but mostly America. And he's got a radio show you can find online. Just put in Wild Builders with David Barton. It'll pop it up. Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. Also, uh, Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apologia Studios, ApologiaStudios.com. And you can go on the menu and find uh, Greg Bonson or Bonson U and literally get a free education. They have uh, all of his audio recordings remastered. And you can listen to all of the teaching. It's fantastic. It's really, it, uh, he was a great uh, professor, but he died you know, a few years back. But you can still be instructed by him through the audio tapes. It's really great. I listen to it myself. If you would like to um, 
correspond with us. Um, our email is Bible Education Institute, all lowercase, at gmail.com. And we have a new a website. It's, it's fairly just a simple website and cheap. So, so here's the website. And this also should be a link to it under the, uh, in the description area of this audio podcast or video podcast. The website is five lowercase b lowercase. I mean lowercase d lowercase b lowercase e one one eight two lowercase e five eight three one dot uh, lowercase i or site. So it's all lowercase s i t e one two three dot me. It's just a very simple website that that I found because the one we had quit working, and because um, we try to keep the cost down, you know, make it you know real affordable. I mean, everything's free here, so I just try to do things simple. Here's some more. Um, you can also find us on these different platforms, which is uh, YouTube, Rumble, Telegram, Getter, Twitter, Facebook, and Gab. You can also find the audio podcast on Helium Radio Network, heliumradio.com, Listen Notes, Luminary Podcast, Player FM, um, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G-Powder, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Addict, and many others. Here's some more also good teachers, Doug Wilson, Gary DeMar, um, Pastor Joel Webin with Right Response Ministries, Dr. James White, and he's with Apologies Do and has his own videos on YouTube. And again, uh, Dr. R.C. Sproul, Ligonier Ministries. Until the next time, oh, let me give you a few more things. I'm sorry. Um, and also, if if you like to buy some books, I like to buy used books. You can buy new or used on, on, on any of these platforms. Uh, ABA Books, A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S, Thrift Books, Amazon, Alibris, A-L-I-B-R-I-S, and you can just, whatever book you're looking for, you can just put it in the search engine and it'll pop up the different booksellers that may have it. Also, here's another good uh, resource. You can go to TCT Network. It's online. And then go to on-demand programs, and there's one that's really good. Faith and History with William Federer, and he gives you all of church history. It's very fascinating. And he does American history, too. It's very, very good. There used to be one for the Old Testament but he's no longer on there. And that's uh, Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. You can find him at rabbidaniellappin.com and his wife Susan Lappin that helps him a lot. Um, and he also has a Rabbi Daniel Lappin podcast. And you can also find Rabbi Daniel Lappin on YouTube and all the good teachings that they have there. So remember, read your Bible daily without fail and do what it says. Till next time.